You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this beautiful Wednesday, April 7th. We're rolling right along. We're in the book of Hebrews. It's going to be in chapter 8 in a little bit. That's what we do. We take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time with the Lord, uh, do a morning devotion, so to speak, read it at night before you go to bed is a good way to do it. Get up in the morning, read it again, tune into morning breath, and then we talk about the scriptures and see what God is saying to us. And what we try to do is we just try to let something, as I and my host read it, get illuminated. And what I mean by that is that the Spirit of God would point something out. That's where you start. Because you could start, there's, what are there, 13 verses? We could start any of these 13 verses and, and almost any word in these 13 verses. But what we really want is we want the Spirit of God to illuminate it. Now, don't get us wrong. All of it's good. Yeah. It's all the words. So we can't go wrong no matter what part we talk about. But the goal for morning breath is the Bible says every word of God is God breathed. And so not only is, see, when God breathed into man the breath of life, that never stopped. People are being born day after day after day. That God's breath doesn't end. It went into the world, and it's still sustaining the world today. It's the same thing with the Scripture. He spoke it, and it's still full of his breath, still full of his life, and it's going to go on and on and on forever because he breathed or spoke it into existence. And so. It's a good thing that way. Anyway, how you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm great, Pastor Dan. Pastor Mark Cook's my host today. Glad to have you with us. Yeah. Um, anything new or exciting going on in your life? And my life is old and boring. Oh, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've got kids, uh, yeah. so there's always interest. And I'm married, so that's always fun. So, yeah. But uh, you know what? Uh, it's new and exciting every day in the kingdom of God, and I'm not just saying that, man. I love waking up and just being able to to bask in in the unmerited favor of God, man. Mm. It's just, it's a good thing to be a part of. I love what I get to do, and I'm so thankful to be doing Morning Breath right here with you guys. So we hope you're doing it with us. Yes. East Coast app, you need that. You need to get on the website, eccc.us. You get to those places, and you can find the Morning Breath Guide. It tells you how could you know we were going to be in Hebrews chapter 8? Well, the Morning Breath Guide's the one that'll tell you how to be there and, and uh, to know what day we're doing yep, it on. Yep. And uh, also, as long as you're online, man, you can you can check out all of what's happening at East Coast Christian Center, see what events are coming up, listen to sermons. Um, just be a part of the community, know what's going on, and jump in and be involved. If you have questions, you can always call us, 321-452-1060. We can send you a morning breath guide that way and answer lots of questions. Yeah, and if uh, you just happen to stop by a service, and stop by a ne- the next steps, which is in the lobby, kind of the information area in some respects. You can pick up now a newsletter, which will kind of give you stuff laid out for three months yeah. in advance. I don't know if that's on the app. We probably should find out if it is, but I suspect it is. Well, I think on it's the on app. the app in the form of like the, uh, the events page. Ah, gotcha. So yeah. go to the events page on yeah. the app, and you could do it that way. But if you did happen to come by, you could get one, Yeah, and then you could have it handy and know what events are coming up as the as the th- next three months approach. Be abreast of events. Yeah, absolutely. A Cou- couple of events that you need to stay abreast of. New East Coast Christian University classes start tomorrow night. They do. Taught by Professor 
Mark Cook. <laughs> that's a that's a big word. Uh, that's a two dollar word for uh, for a fifty cent uh, professor. But uh, that's okay. Yeah, tomorrow night we start a new class. The great thing about East Coast Christian University is that new classes start every month, and you can jump in at any time. Yeah. So you don't have to block out an entire semester of your life to get some Bible education. You can do what fits your schedule. Um, and so yeah, tomorrow we start uh, basic Bible doctrines, and uh, we go we go through a great book um, called Unshakable Truth, and it mm. just really helps to ground you in the Word of God to understand. Uh, you know, the historical accuracy of it, the value of the Word, and just to really get you cemented in the basics, like literally basic Bible doctrines. These are things you need to know. Uh, a lot of times we don't know the basics, even though they're the basics. And Yeah, we talked a little bit about it um, on some other programs about how you have to have a biblical worldview. Yeah. And when you start, you've got Danview, and then Jesus is introduced into your life. All the Danview stuff doesn't disappear. It's still there. And so, like, in uh, tomorrow's uh, uh, chapter, I believe, it's chapter 9, right? It says, it's appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. That tells us a reincarnation is not part of the Christian faith. And so, you know, I know when I got saved, I still thought reincarnation seemed like a pretty good deal until I found out you could come back as a cockroach or, you know, a rat or something like that. That wasn't that exciting. You know, I wanted to, you know, I I was a pirate or, you know, now come back as a president or something important. But um, you learn things like that that change your worldview so that you begin to see the world biblically. And why is that important? It's important is because God made the world, Mm. and you are more successful in a world you understand how it really works than in a world you don't really understand how it really works. You get really frustrated trying to trying to use the you know your Mark's worldview or Nick or Dan's worldview, and then you're trying to navigate a world that was actually made with purpose and direction and fits together perfectly because God did it. And so the more you know about how God thinks and God designed the world and God designed you and God designed all the, all the different parts of our lives, man, you start becoming much more successful in yeah. those areas. Yeah, world, like you said, the, the things make more sense. Yeah. They really just do. Yeah. yeah. So let's get into it. We got one more announcement. Marriage night. Next month, that's May seventh. We got. Uh, We're gonna marry people. Is that what that means? <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah. What's that mean? It's uh, we've got it. Basically, it's it's a seminar. You know, uh, uh, a, is a seminar the right word? Yeah. I don't know if that's the right. Word. It's more fun than a seminar. Sounds a yeah. little boring. We're actually gonna, gonna have more a fun. F- We're gonna have a yeah. fun night uh, for married couples. We've got some uh, funny people coming in. We got yeah. some really smart people coming in. We got a couple of panels we put together. It's just, it's gonna be real people. Doing the re, you know, who are really married and really facing real marriage issues. Yeah. And it's not going to beat husbands up night, which is what a lot of that garbage turns into. I am diametrically opposed to that. Uh, If you come to an event at our church, you need to leave encouraged. Yes. Uh, Encourage people to do a better job at changing and growing than beat up people. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, beat up people just bleed and complain. (laughs) They bleed and fuss. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? What are you doing over there? You got this thing he's it's working more on. More like a marriage conference is what oh, you're saying. Oh, yeah. so he's got, he's got your picture showing yeah. you. That's, I couldn't find the right word. I was grasping for conference. words. Conference. So we were laughing about how Siri always messes up our words. So yes. Nick was my Siri at that moment. Nice. But he gave me good advice. Yeah. 
<laughs> very good. So it's a marriage conference. Conference. <laughs> it's French. It's a conference. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into it. Uh, we got 13 verses, yeah. short, both reading New King James. Yep. I'm actually just going to read through verse 6 because there is a really a strong break there. All right. And let you take it uh, the, the last uh, uh, eight verses. I'll do it. Pastor Dan, I say unto you, read, sir. Chapter 8, New King James, Hebrews. Now, this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is sealed at the right hand of the throne, excuse me, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected and not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. For if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law, who serve the copy and shadow of the heavenly things, as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle, for he said, See that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But now he, speaking of Jesus, has obtained a more excellent ministry, inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. Oh, I love that part. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> Verse 7. But I got to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 7. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. Mm. Because finding fault with them, he says, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with, the fa- with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. Because they did not continue in my covenant, and I disregarded them, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more." In that he says a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete is growing old. I'm sorry, and growing old is ready to vanish away. Amen. Amen. Now at some levels, this was really difficult for whoever wrote Hebrews to write these things down because the the temple's still up. There's there's still a, a high priest. You know, wearing the garments, there's still the Levitical priesthood, they're still sacrificing animals, and all that's going on. And here you have the writer saying, Hey, it's growing old. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, getting fainter and it's going to disappear. It's going to end. And that would have been a hard here, yeah, for somebody deeply involved in this. But again, I believe this is written to Hebrew Christians, yeah. and so he's trying to make clear to the Hebrew Christians, hey, don't freak out. I mean, obviously, they know in 70 AD, uh, God knows it's all going to be wiped off the face of the map. Yeah. Uh, Rome's going to come in and tear it down, and uh, 
where's that going to leave us? Well, it's going to leave you with a better covenant established on better promises and a better situation than you ever thought you could be in by having some gorgeous building on a mountain somewhere where Abraham threatened to, to sacrifice his son Isaac. Now you've got a real temple where God dwells all the time. And just a little side note, that is you and me, people. Hmm. We are now the temple of God. God ha- it does right now through the person of the Holy Spirit live on the inside of us and we have become, and the Bible calls our bodies the temple yes. of the Holy Spirit, the temple of God. And so, yeah, we don't have some big white building with gold and you know marble sitting on a hill somewhere anymore. What we've got now is made by God. And I think that's interesting because what I think I see when I read this portion of Hebrews is that there was in heaven an actual holy of holies, a holy place, inner court, outer court. All of that was in heaven made by God. And God gave that plan to Moses and said, recreate this. And uh, that when Jesus died, he went and sprinkled his blood. Just like in chapter 9, that's what it talks about. Moses read the law, and then he sprinkled the book, and he sprinkled the people, and he sprinkled all the implements from the temple uh, with the blood of bulls and goats and a heifer and all that stuff. Well, Jesus did that. And and, uh, one of the things I think is cool is in one of the Gospels, when Jesus shows up, he says to them when they were questioning, oh, it's a ghost. He said, a ghost has not flesh and bone. Notice he doesn't say blood, flesh, and bone. Mm. I think he's poured it out on the mercy seat. And then the girls, when they uh, saw him, they went to grab him, and he said, Touch me not, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. He rose from the dead. This this, This blows my mind. Yeah. He rose from the dead to go do the most important thing that's ever been done in the history of mankind sprinkle his blood on the mercy seat for the forgiveness of the sins of the world, yet he takes a few moments to talk to two women <laughs> who he loved he loved as sisters in the Lord, yeah. you know, however you want to put that, two friends that he wanted to talk, he talked to for a moment. He wanted to assure them. Before he went yeah. up and did that. It's just, yeah. it's mind-blowing. He's a precious Savior, man. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's incredible. <laughs> could, could I use the word even here, and I know this— is, is such a small word in comparison to who God is. But how thoughtful is that? Yeah. How kind is that? How incredibly uh, amazing is that, that somebody on the most important mission of their life took a moment of time for you? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that next time your kids are asking you for mm. something. I know I need that. Woo. I need to do that. That was good right there, Pastor Th- Think about next time. Oh. You're, see, that's why Jesus, so many incredible things happen in his life, is because when he was on his way, for example, to pray for the sick girl, whose father said, you know, she's, she's almost dead. You got to come now. And he's making his way there, and we know that she does die um, and, and doesn't make it. But because of Jesus, she is resurrected and she lives. A woman grabs the hem of his garment in a crowd, and he stops. He doesn't keep going to the 
immediate fire drill of somebody's dying. And he stops and he ministers to a woman who for, was it 14 years? Mm. Some crazy amount of time had been bleeding constantly for 14 years. What a state of weakness and and shame that would have put her in because the Bible would term someone who was in their menstrual cycle unclean for that period of time. Yeah, well, she was supposed to be out there. Yeah, she was out. She was constantly that way. And he took time to minister to this woman and then yet was able to still minister to the girl who had died. And he said, now go tell, go tell him everything. Will be okay. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's like, I always love, I love uh, when this thing, when our Bible talks about the true tabernacle, it says, you know, there's a true tabernacle, which the Lord erected. And, you know, when he said the word tabernacle, speaking to these Jewish people, that really, really meant something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that, that was the first thing. That was what Moses, you know, because the tabernacle was the, was like the pre-temple, right? Yeah. It's, it's what, what they carried they, around they in the moved wilderness. It, it was a it kind was of mobile. a tent, yeah. but not that mobile because like the, 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 the curtain between the Holy of Holies and the holy place was like badger, all these skins, and it was probably about 8 to 12 inches of leather. Mm. That's yeah. the curtain. Yeah. That's not like, hey, take down the curtain and <laughs> wipe it off. It took, it would have taken you, you know, 40 men yeah. to take that curtain down because it was, it was a monster. And so it was temporary, but it was still substantial. It was, a, yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I just, all my life, and and I don't want to, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but I grew up denominational and I've grown up and I've heard people say a lot of things. I've heard people say, think, when it comes to church, the church building, people say, this is the house of God. And, and you know, you've come into the Lord's house. And, and I get what people are saying. Like, this is where people, this is where we're choosing to assemble to worship on a Sunday. But, God doesn't think of it that way. God has erected the the temple that the Lord erected, like you said, Pastor Dan, is in man. It's in man, and I've I've always kind of laughed. Uh, people, we we do church, we do coffee in our church. You come to church on Sunday, you can grab coffee in the lobby. I've been in churches where people are like, we just don't tolerate people bringing coffee into the house of God. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, it, but the we're supposed to be yeah. free from that kind of religious thinking so that we can enjoy the presence of God no matter where we are and not get bound up by silly religious rules. And this is spoken by a guy who doesn't even drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted you to know that he he's just making a point out of freedom. And, you know, the other thing I've seen, and this this really bugs me, that there'll be signs all over churches. Uh, I've seen them where only use three paper towels next to the p- towel dispenser or no skateboarding, a sign out front, or I, I don't know, whatever else, you know, that they have to, to protect and keep the property. Now, do I think it's important to care for our property? Absolutely. We have a responsibility. It's a gift from God. We use it as a as a as just a simple tool to, to meet and gather together, but it's expendable. It was meant to be used, yeah. not to be, you know, so I, I actually push the thing about eight times when I get, when I get paper to wipe my hands. You want dry hands. Well, and it's about, you know, four feet long. And I've seen some people watch me do it at first and they're like, what in the world? And I dry my hands with it, but then I do something else. I wipe the sinks after I'm done. And so I need a big enough piece of paper to dry my hands and then wipe off the edges of the sink and the, the faucets and that because I want them to look good. So if I went to the church with the rule of only three, 
have to just have stinking dirty sinks is all yeah. I can say because <laughs> I'm not allowed to take more than three. Yeah. But that thing in us, when people put up signs and rules, there's something that makes us want to fight against that because we've been set free from the law. Yes. And so because we've been set free from the law, when people try to put laws that are silly, don't get me wrong, thou shalt not murder, that's a good idea. I'm just telling you that's that was solid right from the beginning. Thou shalt not steal, real good. Don't covet another man's wife, good stuff. All of that's good stuff, and those are important. Don't do them. But when there are silly, stupid rules that are up there, there's just something in the free, grace-filled Christian that goes, it just makes you feel weird because that's not that's not us. That's well, not who we because are. Because it's old and obsolete. That's right. It says it right here. We don't want to—there's a desire. You said, I love what you said. The grace-filled Christian doesn't want to go back to the law. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to run backwards— and and go back under the burden that we were really never designed to carry successfully. And we want to be able to live in the freedom that God, you know, it is for freedom that Christ has made us free. Do not be entangled again in a yoke of slavery. Paul said that in the book of Galatians. And so when we see those laws, like you're talking about, Pastor Dan, you see somebody slap a law or a, or a rule up there, that, that's the spirit of freedom in you wants to push back against that, not out of rebellion, not out of, you know, not wanting to, to be honorable, but because we know that we've been set free for something greater. Why? What does the word say here in, in, in verse 6? It says, He has obtained a more excellent ministry. Come on. He's a mediator of a better covenant. Come on. Established on better promises. If, I've been, if Jesus died to give me something better, then I don't want to trade that in on something lesser and, and, and lose the freedom that he's given for me to function and enjoy what he's made. Yeah, and one of the titles like that, that I have throughout all of my reading of Hebrews is better. I have the word better a lot, and I have, of course, in that section, better promises. It's a better covenant. Uh, uh, we have a better high priest. Uh, we have a, a, a you know, a, just a better place. It's not like, well, once a year I get to travel to Jerusalem yeah. and do Passover. I can. I have met in mud huts in Africa. And had the power of God so overwhelming. I was at a place in India one time, like a high-rise. And high-rises in India concern me because I don't trust their construction. (laughs) But I was like on the 20th floor. And everybody on the 20th floor had become Christians because God healed this kid miraculously. And they just freaked out and started loving the Lord. And we had church in the hallway and they would open the doors, and some of the rooms were children's church rooms. Wow. And it was in the hallway of a high-rise. Come on. And that was church. It was holy. Come on. It was it was holy, crazy good. <laughs> we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone. 
So come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Mark your calendars for Overlook Ministries' first concert fundraiser on April 30th. The event starts at 6 p.m. with food trucks, tours of their residential treatment house, and a concert that starts at 7, led by East Coast Christian Center's worship pastor, Chris Johnson. Come be a part of saving men's lives and restoring families. Mothers want their sons back, wives are missing their husbands, and children want their daddies home. Find more information and location of the event through Facebook by searching Overlook Ministries, or you can go to www.overlookministries.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Man, we're talking about a new covenant, and we haven't really jumped into all of that. I'm going to unpack it very quickly here in the last minute of the program. Um, It says that if the first covenant had been faultless, no place would have been sought for a second. And so I want you to to find peace in being able to look at the old covenant and all the the rules and and regulations of religion. If you just want to picture, you know, that's the best way to picture it, the rules and the regulations of religion. If you want to, if you want to find peace and separating from that, I want to give you the okay, because God did. Yeah, he's the one who found fault with the first covenant. And so we it's okay for us to agree with him in, in walking in freedom. It says, and here's the great thing about it. In the old covenant, the demand was on man. Man had to, it was, the old covenant was all about thou shalt not and thou shalt. 
you should not do these things and you must do these things in this way exactly at this time by these, you know, there's all these rules, 600 something rules that really, uh, you know, cover the entire old covenant. And so all of that was there and it was the demand on man. There was a demand, the old covenant demanded righteousness from man. But in the new covenant, we don't have thou shalt. We have God saying, I will. I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Not like the old covenant. The covenant that I will make with them is that I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. I'm not going to give them through the hands of a mediator. I'm going to give it myself. I will remember, uh, what does he say? I will, they're, they're, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and lawless deeds. I will remember no more. God is not keeping records of wrongs. He has chosen to forget all of our lawless deeds because the blood of Jesus has forever purged us. You have a new covenant. It's better. It's better. So don't go back. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.